Mindfulness Mode 464. I wanted to really help individuals tap into themselves and the truth within themselves and help them create things. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode, where you can reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. With me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Great to have you here. I have a tremendous guest today. She is just a ray of sunshine. Before I tell you about her, let me tell you that I have a free resource for you. It's 10 simple and effective ways to increase mindfulness in the workplace now. So once your employees are happier, productivity will increase. And maybe you're an employee and don't you want to be happier? Download this resource at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash workplace P. And the P stands for productivity. My guest today is, like I said, a ray of sunshine. Have you ever met one of those people? They just seem to light up a room. And when you talk to them, they make you feel like you are the most important person that they've talked to all day. My guest today is exactly like that. She sparkles, she glitters, and she's just incredible. She's worked with attorneys, she's worked with entrepreneurs, physicians, creative people, helping them with their branding, helping them express themselves and become a more expanded version of themselves. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview today with Jem Raydow. Hey, Mindful Tribe, we are here with a vibrant, radiant ray of light. She's just incredible. Every time I get together at a live event and see Jem, it's just so uplifting. And now I'm uplifted again because Jem is right here with me, Jem Radau. Jem, it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining me on Mindfulness Mode. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. My pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. And I feel the same. Every time I see you, you have this big, incredible smile on your face and you just radiate so much light and goodness yourself. So very excited to be here. Thank you. So are you in mindfulness mode today, (laughs) Jean? Am I in mindfulness mode today? You know, I feel like mindfulness is a lifelong practice, right? And I try to practice it as much as possible so it becomes something inherent and it becomes something that's not necessarily... We're always checking in. But today, yes, I feel like I'm in mindfulness mode. And I hope that that's kind of always low level under the surface, even if things pop up. Well, I think it is. And I want to share a little bit about you. Jem Rado is a personal brand alchemist. And I love how you've put those three words together. She's an alchemist who advises business leaders in creating aligned personal brands. And those personal brands, once Jem is finished, will be so powerful in communicating that mission, communicating what's going on with your business and with you, that it'll just 
emanate to the world. She spent the last decade as a trusted advisor to executives at Fortune 500 companies. She's worked with entrepreneurs, creatives, and all kinds of people looking to redefine themselves so they can express themselves in a, in a more honest, natural way. So it's awesome that you do that kind of work. When did you first figure out that that was your area, that you could do that? So again, I'm a seeking spirit and I'm curious and I'm on a journey that is ever unfolding. And my, I guess we'll call it my previous life, my previous career. I was a futurist and a trend forecaster and I did strategic marketing, branding, whatnot on the agency side. And I worked with large companies, Fortune 500 blue chip companies and really helping tap into what was coming in three years, five years, 10 years, so they could see where there was a white space to create products, create marketing that was sort of seamless in the culture. And I did that and I the work was so incredible and I really enjoyed it. It just got to a point though, where I realized I was using these gifts or skills, talents to really help companies make more money. And that just didn't really feel in alignment for who I am. And I wanted to really help individuals tap into themselves and the truth within themselves and help them create things that were really powerful and help them see where maybe there is a white space where there is a pain point where they may serve people, where they may address something that is either A, not currently being served by anybody, or just for them to say, you know, what, what would really help me feel excited to get out of the, out of bed every morning and go to work and create and be in the world. So that was kind of how that happened, but that was not a light bulb moment, if you will. There was a transitioning period where I started to get into coaching took a, a you know master life coach certification program and then had been in my own personal development journey for quite some time already. And then through the years have become a relentless student of the truth is the way I like to put it. And I've just become certified in you know everything you can possibly imagine along the way. So kind of just using my own journey and my own learning and and then applying it with business and things like that. Now you do retreats. Do you still do retreats? I do. And it's, it's funny. I've been getting the knock that it's time to do another one. And wow, I so love retreats. I think they are such a powerful opportunity to step away from our lives. When we do that, there's a real opportunity for mindfulness because we're not constantly triggered and distracted by the things that put us in our patterns. We are removed from our regular life where there's all these things throughout the day that sort of are set up to keep us in this unconscious state of reaction. And when we're removed from that, that takes away, first of all, all those triggers And it gives us the space of the time to really just to relax and to be with ourselves and to really get into the work. And also my absolute favorite part of retreats is the community connection aspect of it. And one of my gifts 
I feel I so humbly have is as a curator in bringing really incredible beings together. Somehow they show up and I just get to say, here's an introduction. Here's what's happening. Here's where we'll be. And I think I get to step out of the way. And there's something really beautiful that happens when you get these really incredible individuals together away from their lives in the space where they get to just drop in with themselves. That's where magic happens. Well, let me ask you this. If you could create the most amazing dream, awesome retreat, which is just be the best ever, what would it look like? Where would it be? How many people would be there? What gender of people would be there? What sorts of things would you do? Tell us that. Oh, wow. (laughs) We're going to manifest it right here on the show. right here. So in the past, I've done retreats that really follow my, my queen being, B-E-I-N-G yes. process for women leaders. And I love getting groups of women together to do, to connect and to do work. But I also think there's something really special about having it be men and women. So, oh my goodness. I feel like once I say this, I have to offer it. So I'm, kind of, <laughs> so I'm like, no pressure. I definitely think it has to be a place that is beautiful and that is nature you know that is really gives us the space to connect to to the earth because so much of the time we're not so i am just going to i'm just going to play the game and stay a little bit in alignment with what i've been doing which is holding these retreats in encinitas which is where i live and that's in north county san diego and it's a really special little town. It's a it's a surf town. There's a lot of kind of there's a spiritual element to it. And it's just really, really special. And so I'm gonna say the retreat is here in beautiful Encinitas. And it's almost like I get to invite everybody over to my house and share. And everybody comes together. And once they walk through the door, and I am just going to mix it up a little bit. And there's some gentlemen there. There's ladies and there's gentlemen. I'm just, I'm going to live on the edge a little here. And as soon as each individual walks through the door, it's like this invisible door and an actual literal door where they get to leave everything that is their life at that door for four days. For four days. It'll be four days. Four days. And they get to practice receiving for four days. They get to be completely taken care of. They will be fed organic, local, delicious, nourishing food by a chef that's at the house with us. They will get to enjoy this food being served to them while, you know, breaking gluten-free bread (laughs) with all these incredible people at the table. And just really in these micro moments, even in between us doing work together, they get to create connection. And as human beings, every human being, even how we're wired, has this desire to be fully witnessed, fully heard, fully seen and loved. And in this experience during the work and in between, they get to have that connection with everybody there. Just a deep connection, no pretenses. We get to really be ourselves and express our truth. And everyone gets to be fully seen and fully expressive. And perhaps we'll do some little adventures that test some of our boundaries in Encinitas. 
um, because it's good to test our boundaries. It's good to expand the possibilities because again, we live in these spaces where we really have this identity and these patterns and it's, I do these things and I don't do these things. So I really like pushing people a little, pushing boundaries, pushing edges and people get to see that there's so such bigger possibilities and they're capable of so much more than they're currently living in. And, you know, different types of meditation. I'm, I'm trained to facilitate yoga nidra. I've, I've done like advanced level facilitator training. That's something I've incorporated into my, my retreats, which is a sleep-based meditation. So you're not moving around and doing asanas. You're literally laying on a mat and I bring you into deep theta state and deep theta state is where real healing can uh, occur and energy that's trapped in our body can really move through. There's a lot of different elements in my toolbox, but the real thing that I would want people to get out of the experience is to, like I said, a really have the deep connection with others, but to really have an opportunity to be, to have practice that mindfulness and to be able to just drop in with themselves and really sit with themselves and really get a taste of who they are and what they need and that to be nurtured. This sounds absolutely incredible. And are you if coming? I were, if I were coming, I would up? be prepared not only to experience <laughs> incredible joy and contentment, but probably pain as I moved through some of the different stages. Would there be a different way you would deal with attendees who are male and experiencing mm-hmm. pain compared to attendees who are women, who are female? You know, when I work with an individual and I've worked with many, many men over the years as, as well as women, I don't necessarily look at it as this is a man and this is a woman. I address it as this is a being and part of how I work, you know, I'm trained in all these tools, but I'm also quite intuitive and I'm very, I'm a very loving individual. And part of it is just really sensing what that individual needs in that moment not as a man or as a woman, but just what is it they need? So I really feel like I would just lean into and support that person in the way that I feel like would best serve them and just moving through whatever that is that they're moving through. And we've had people have massive breakdowns and breakthroughs in the experience before. And we all together hold that space. And I think maybe for men, that could be very challenging because there's this understanding that, you know, big boys don't cry and men don't have huge emotional releases. I would show them tremendous respect. I would never baby somebody or, you know, I would really honor that they're a man having a breakthrough and have an experience or, but they're also just an individual. How many people will be in attendance? I like to keep it pretty intimate. So 10, 10 to 12, I like to keep it small because then that way I can really truly connect. And I did a little bit of laser coaching and my last one where I got to sort of tie the bow around the work that we've been doing with, with each individual. So the model that I'm thinking of right now, I like to keep it small. And one other thing I'd like to add is the element of fun Mm -hmm. is such an underrated and important thing. And so we definitely, there's definitely, um, in the evenings that each evening kind of has a different fun thing that we do that ties into the work that we've done that day. And it's all about expression and celebrating and we laugh really hard. And that also will be a big part of the experience is just getting down with your bad self and having fun and getting to laugh. Wow. 
That is incredible. This is going to be so much fun, Jam. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I love that I've been like the past few days, I've been getting some science. It's time to do the next one. And now I really I, are giving I think it's time. definitely time to do the next one for sure. <laughs> yeah. So when you work with individuals who are trying to develop a clearer sense of brand, what is usually the biggest difficulty with that person? What is holding them back from finding their brand? So most people have this, well, basically I'm going to say pretty much all people and myself included, right? This preconceived notion of self, this preconceived notion of who they are and how they do things, as well as the expectations from others of how they're supposed to do things and how everybody else does things to have the certain sort of outcome or success that they want. So it's almost like, come and help, please help me. And I think it's supposed to go this way. And so some of the initial work or a big part of it is really this building trust. First, you know, building trust with me and building trust with yourself. So taking people through this process of, I kind of do things backwards. You know, people think of a brand and they think of my website or my Instagram or my logo. And, you know, in the past I've said, you know, my person comes before my brand and the work really starts with creating a clearer line of communication with yourself and getting to the truth. It's kind of like, think about when you meet somebody, you make a new friend, right? And you chat and you have like a lovely conversation and you connect, but you're probably, it's probably going to take a little time to like develop trust with that person before they tell you their deepest, darkest secret and their deepest truth and tears are streaming down their face. It probably takes a little time to develop that. It's the same thing with ourselves. It's like we have this interesting at arm's length, human beings have this arm's length relationship with themselves. And the arm's length is all the conditioning about who we believe we are, our personality, our identity, our circumstances, our environment. So it's helping people develop practices, mindfulness practices, different things to help them literally sit with themselves every day and create trust and create deeper connection. And because disconnection plagues are, 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 humanity or society, helping people to create that and then starting to cultivate deeper awareness of our experience. What are the things that come up? What are the things that stop us? What are we curious about? You know, helping people shift. I'm all about practices. I'm all about these little things that we show up for every day and they compound. And that's a huge thing. I have a client who recently, it's kind of like what I'm saying, she's very intelligent has so much information, has this understanding of how things should go. And I kind of was pushing her to try something new and had her do this, this certain meditation every single day that I have clients do. It's not a long meditation. And finally, about five weeks in, she leaves me this message saying, you know, my heart spoke to me today and she said, I'm on the right track and this, this, and this. I was so excited for her because she's dropped out of her head and into her body and into her heart. So that's the first, it sounds so counterintuitive, but the first is just getting us connected again. And then we get to create business or strategy or all those things from a place that's influenced by our truth and by who we really are. That's how we create a compelling personal brand that we show up in the world and people meet us and it feels so good. 
you know, and, and, and then we come from a place of love and service because we have that deeper connection. So that's where it starts. I can just feel like you love what you do so much. Is that true? You know, I do. And it's not even, it's funny. It's, it's not even what I do. It's kind of like who I am, right? Yeah. It's, I'm humbled to do the work in my own path, in my own life. I show up every day and do the work to chip away, to unravel, to chip away, to unravel. And the further we go down that rabbit hole, if we will, we discover such deeper depths of what love and joy and compassion are in our own experience. And we want others to get to have that. So I feel humbled and privileged that I get to serve people that the way that I do. And so, yeah, absolutely. Shem, I never really at the beginning of the show specifically ask you what mindfulness means to you. You kind of talked about it a little bit, but what does it mean to you in your life? Mindfulness is being present. It's being aware. It's being here. It's not letting our body run the show and all of our patterns or our habits or our triggers or reactions, not letting them run the show. Having awareness when they show up, being conscious of it, loving ourselves anyways, but realizing that we're more than that. We're more than our personality and our reactions and all those things. And we get to go back to that place, that presence of being in the moment right now, because there's nothing else that exists. It's just right now. There's the, the past is the projection. The future is the projection. We have now. So I think the mindfulness is just continually, it's practice of returning to the space of, oh, I'm distracted. I'm out there. I'm, I'm, I don't know where I went. I'm going to go home now. And home is in this present moment and having deeper connection, like I said, to our heart, to our truth, to our essence, to our being. That's mindfulness to me. Have you ever had a client try to bully you and you worked with that client and then all of a sudden you thought, oh, just a second here. This does not feel good. If you did, what did you do about it? Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> I bumped up against everything. Bully me in the context of like really trying to push back on something I'm asking them yeah. to do or that type of thing. I understand when I start working with somebody, um, you know, we have an agreement, signed agreement, all these things. And I tell them there's a pretty good chance at some point in this process, you're not going to like me. And I'm okay with that <laughs> because I understand that we're, you know, in this process and as things shift and change and are really uncomfortable, we want to project that somewhere else. We don't want to own it necessarily. It doesn't always happen. So I have, and, and when that happens, you know, I stand in my truth and my power and I reflect back what I'm experiencing with this person or reflect back what they're saying. And I don't fight. I don't get angry. Um, but I will, you know, if I need to be stern, if I need to really take a stand, I will do that but it's all in their highest interest. And I take a perspective on it. That's a high level perspective that this isn't personal. I'm proud of them. They're, they're in their stuff right now. They're doing it. And my job is to just help them realize they're in their stuff right now. Right. Because guess what? If they're in their stuff with me right now, there's a lot of other situations in their life that this is happening. So if they can gain the awareness and the mindfulness that they're responding and acting this way in this moment, then perhaps they'll gain that awareness in other areas of their life and they can begin to shift that. 
because that's not who they are. That's just a trigger. That's just a behavior. So it's an opportunity. I look at it as a teaching opportunity for them. You know, if someone's just blatantly disrespectful and you know all those things, then we need to have a real conversation around this relationship, obviously. And there are guidelines and there are rules and there are expectations and how this all goes on both ends. But we start the work that I want to know what their expectations are as well. And I share mine. And we get to keep in that agreement and in alignment. But if there's just these kind of outlier things, I understand what they are. Right. Well, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. You know, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions, Jem. The first one is this. (laughs) Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? I'm going to have to say Dr. Joe Dispenza. I just got back from his seven-day advanced training. So obviously he is top of mind and I think he is brilliant. And I have such a high regard and deep respect for his work and him as a human being. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? It's helped me see that I'm not my emotions, that they're just, they're like waves moving through me and I can have all the emotions and they're allowed to move through me and I don't need to hold on to them. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Breathing helps bring me home, helps me land. I get a, I get it in my head or just I'm all over the place. And the breath just brings me back. If you could share a book that's somehow related to mindfulness, what would that be? I'm going to share Joe Dispenza's book just because he's so top of mind. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I think it, it highlights a lot of these things that I'm talking about right now. Um, and it, and it helps people really understand the science and the physiology around um, a lot of things with mindfulness. Breaking the habit of being yourself. Of being yourself by yes. Joe Dispenza. And does he yes. have a subtitle on that book? How to lose your mind and create a new one. <laughs> How to lose yeah. your mind yeah. and create. And We're isn't not... that what we want to do? We want to get rid of those blocks. We want to get rid of that those former beliefs that aren't serving us anymore. And we want to move forward. Yeah, we think we are our personality. We think we are these conditioned circumstances. And, you know, it's so ironic because I'm a personal brand alchemist, which again, you know, the way I serve people, my work, it evolves all the time because I'm evolving all the time. And it's almost a contradiction saying I help people with a personal brand. But the alchemist is no, like alchemy is we get to turn it into gold. We get to connect with the essence and the gold of who we are and our truth. And then we get to live in reality and in the world creating from that place, whether it's in business, relationships, anything. Mindful Tribe, as you listen to this, I'm sure you're just dying to know how you connect with Jem. And I'll tell you right now, jemredo.com, jemredo.com. It's J-A-I-M-E-R-A-D-O-W.com. Get yourself over there. And how soon will you have something up there telling us about your next retreat? Also, Instagram is a great place to, you can direct message me there as well. And it's just at J-A-I-M-E-R-A-D-O-W. And I feel like we're going to be announcing a retreat probably probably in the next few weeks. I feel like this is really, really soon. So if you follow me on Instagram, that will be posted soon. And I do, I also work with clients privately and I do do consulting. I go into companies, I speak, I do workshops, all different things. So please reach out. I love to hear feedback and comments and questions and just say hello 
Or if you'd like to have a conversation, I offer uh, a 30 minute clarity call where we can explore things as well. Right. And it's always a great feeling to talk with you because you're so open and authentic and easy to talk with. And as any of you listeners can tell right now on this show, Jem is a gem. She is so much fun to hang out with. And this has really been fun. We didn't talk about meditation and what your meditation looks like. Do you meditate daily? And if so, what does it look like? I do. And it's definitely over the years. I mix and match and and do different types of meditation. For many years, I chanted. I do silent meditation. I do Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations. I do breath work. So it depends. You know, I go through different phases. Currently, I'm doing breath work. That's kind of just my own sort of version of it. I give my clients a meditation I created to do every day called Dear Heart that really connects them with their with their heart, the work that I was saying earlier that they get before we do anything, we we get in our bodies. So I give my clients that meditation. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of I do these walking meditations. It's a pineal gland meditation, uh, a meditation that activates the energy centers in our body. So I've kind of been really, and right now I'm doing about an hour to an hour and a half a day. I'm really in it to win it right now. (laughs) That's awesome. Is it all at one time or is it morning, evening? That's all at one time, but usually it's about an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. And then last week when I was in Portland, we were doing maybe like seven hours a day. So it was a lot, but it's incredible. You know, the thing is once we get in a practice of really doing our meditation, and, and you don't need to start with that much. That's a lot. We'll work our way up to that. I crave it. I'm waking up at 5.30 in the morning, which I'm not an early bird. Are you? No. But the thing is, I feel so different. My whole world feels so different that it, I'm excited to do it. So we go through phases in, in life, though. Totally I mean, that's... Do. That's, I'm not sure if that'll be forever, but for right now, it seems to be serving me. So, Oh, yeah. Well, it's awesome to talk to you, Jam. Great to see you again. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. And I mean, I'll put you down for the retreat and all your listeners, you guys can come hang out with them and we're going to have so much fun <laughs> and I'll feed you and you'll be looked after. And the one thing I could guarantee is a good time. I think that's the one thing is if anybody comes on any of my experiences, whether it's a retreat or whatnot, you will laugh. You will laugh because I think laughter is a form of meditation. Oh, actually, I do too. Well. I don't think we laugh enough. We really, really don't. And yeah, I actually once went to an experience, an event, and it was a, it was a laughing meditation and we had to laugh for an hour straight. And it's pretty remarkable what happens when you laugh for that long year, you go through a lot of different things, but yeah, I guess if I could invite everybody to do one thing, you know, give yourself an opportunity to really laugh at something today, like laugh, like watch something funny or just put yourself in an environment, just sit there smiling. It will raise your frequency. It will raise your vibration. And it's just, just feels good. Yeah, it totally does. Jem, it's been great. And Mindful Tribe, one more time, visit the website, Jem Radow, and it's J-A-I-M-E-R-A-D-O-W. And of course, visit Instagram and find Jem there because her Instagram is absolutely awesome. Thanks again for being on the show, Jem. 
Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. My pleasure too. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest's name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. Remember what I mentioned at the top of the show about whether you work in corporate, have teams of employees, and you want to reduce stress with those employees and help them to be more productive. You can download the free resource, 10 Simple and Effective Ways to Increase Mindfulness in the Workplace Now. And once your employees are happier, you know, productivity will increase. Download the free resource at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash workplace p so remember subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air till next time mindful tribe use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm focus and happiness stay in the mode